What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Podcast. We are so excited about this week. We had, we had some guys that just blew up this week, scored points that we've never seen before. And we had some guys that just did not produce that we normally see producing. So we're really looking forward to this week. We have Kane with us today instead of John Calvin. Uh, and we also are going to be interviewing Ethan, one of our Dynasty Fantasy owners. So we're really looking forward to it. Let's go ahead and get into this episode. All right, guys, we are going to go ahead and break down the week five matches. We're really excited. Kane, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Happy to be back. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, John Calvin is in New York this week, uh, just kind of, you know, flaking out on us. But uh, we got Kane to kind of step in and take his place. And uh, Ethan boy's will be here later for the so. interviews and stuff. Say, say again. So that boy's always been sketchy. So you're absolutely right. I don't know what his, his problem is, but uh, here we go. <laughs> anyway, well, his team doesn't have a problem, but he no. does. So <laughs> him as a person. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into these matchups. Uh, so we got the first one we're going to do is uh, Haters Going to Hate versus Rebel Law. And uh, I'll just kind of let you break down uh, my team, Kane, and then I'll go with uh, Rebel Law. Yeah, the first thing that really stands out in your team is that uh, the Browns suck. And that it didn't do you any favors this week, but thankfully you had already had the game won before Monday night started. Uh, he said Baker had negative two, Chubb had only 10, which not a bad game, but it's it's not what you want out of your number one running or number two running back, I guess. Thankfully, your number one running back, Dalvin Cook, uh, he he tore it up against the Giants this week, and so he's he's been on a tear this this year so far, and he just continued that this week. If he keeps that up, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, beyond that, Michael Thomas, uh, he finally broke out this week. We've been waiting on it. Um, didn't know if it was going to happen with Bridgewater there, but he did it this week with 182 yards, two touchdowns, and 11 receptions in this PPR league. Then Robinson as well. Uh, like I, I thought might happen, uh, Trubitsky being out really helped him this week. And, he, yeah, he caught two touchdowns, 97 yards, put up 28 points, which made up for Mike Evans' big fat zero. So, Yeah, he's been – you know, he was my sleeper for this week or my dud, if you will, or stud for this week. So he really did perform on Allen Robinson. Uh, definitely was happy about that. All right. Mike Evans has got to do something. Uh, you know, you, it, it's tough to have a guy that should be a number uh, first round pick in most drafts, you know, come in and give you absolutely no points at all, give you no help. Uh, he goes from having 45 points a few weeks ago to having zero points. I mean, you really hope to have more than zero out of one of your studs. And, you know, for me, as far as Baker starting, it was obviously between Baker and Josh Allen because of Josh Allen having, you know, some issues with a concussion the week before. I was kind of nervous about how they would use him or if they'd even use him much. Um, so I, I stayed away from that only for that reason. But Josh Allen is no doubt at this point my quarterback going forward. Now you look over at the other side, Rebel Law, you know, Daniel Jones did not produce well for him, only giving him uh, not quite 13 points. But Minnesota has a pretty stingy defense, and they do a good job of shutting down uh, your strengths, which he has been the strength with uh, Saquon being out. So uh, definitely has been a, it was kind of a tough matchup for him. Le'Veon Bell does not have anybody else on that team that can help him. Uh, now, he is getting um, – his quarterback 
back next week. So he should be getting a little bit better. Hopefully things will start to kind of improve for him. Um, but, I mean, he just has not been the running back that I think everybody thought he would be. Hopefully that will change here pretty quick. Mono uh, apparently can really mess up uh, everybody on the team. So uh, hopefully everybody coming back will help him out. Julio Jones, I mean, when your team is putting up, you know, a ton of points and a ton of yards, you would hope that he'd give him more than that. But giving him 7.2 points is just not enough. I mean, he really has to have more. And you can say the same thing about Emmanuel Sanders. His receivers really kind of disappointed him this week. Um, and hopefully, you know, that'll change. I think his, his running backs are doing okay, but his receivers really have to step up if he's going to have a chance of, of winning some games. Um, but I think otherwise, I think, you know, it's pretty good. He still has golf, and he still has, you know, some other guys that I think can come in and do some good things for him. He just has to kind of get through these weeks. And Galladay will be back for him, obviously, I'll coming off the bye next week. Yeah, his team's still got a lot of potential out there, but right now that's all it is. So hopefully yeah, that I, can turn around soon, sooner rather than later. But yep, I think you know youth. It's hard to evaluate with the dynasty league uh, when you have youth and you're kind of waiting for those guys to develop, which kind of leads us, you know, into the next um, the next game, which is you versus Rasta J. And uh, you made a pretty big trade after our podcast last week, saying, "Hey, league, yep. pay attention." Uh, Candy's needing some running backs and he's got wide receivers. You did exactly that. And you went after a young Miles Sanders. Um, and, and he didn't have a huge game, but that's just a matter of time. I think, you know, a young developing uh, running back is, it's going to take time, maybe by mid, you know, mid season toward the end, you're going to start seeing him do a lot more and, and get a lot more. You also have uh, DJ Moore. I think he's going to be a, a continue to produce. Austin Eckler did what you were hoping he would do. He got 15 uh, catches on 16 targets. He's not getting the carries on the running, but he's still getting the passing uh, catches. And, and that's PPR league. That's what you want. So I think that we'll see a little bit more of a, you know, decrease in what his production. However, as long as he's able to continue to be a pass catcher, he's going to do what you need to do in this kind of a league setting. So absolutely love that. As you said earlier, the Browns kind of um, dropped an egg on this week. I uh, just got absolutely – that offensive line got just destroyed – by uh, the 49ers. So no doubt Odell Beckham is, is a result of that. And that stuff's going to happen. So, you know, it just takes time. I think your team's going to continue to develop. I still think you have a good team. I think you have a long way um, to go. You did get the win. So go ahead. So, yeah, um, about Eckler, I I really liked that to see that and hope to see that moving forward as well. He's been so effective in the passing game that I think they're going to have to keep him involved on the season now, he's he has 31 receptions on 41 of attempts, and like there's nobody touching those numbers right now in the league. So I think he's they're going to have to keep him at least somewhat involved. So to looking at Rasta J, um, the the one that stands out to me the most is is Breda, uh, obviously just going out there and scoring 28 points. Uh, he took advantage of the the 49ers really dominated that game on both sides of the line. And I mean, the, that what 84 yard touchdown early really set him up nicely for a big game. Then he ended up having another receiving touchdown later. If he keeps running like that and taking advantage of that, that massive speed that he has, uh, Ross is not going to have too many issues moving forward. Uh, he really made a really great decision going against your advice in the podcast last week by starting Kyler Murray over Aaron Rodgers. The, the Packers destroyed the Cowboys 
but it was not thanks to the passing game. You know, Rodgers was on the bench with only 9.42 points. He started Kyler Murray instead, who ended up with 25.42. No, he he took advantage of that weak Cincinnati defense. And it's going to be interesting moving forward just because – He's gonna. He could have two really valuable quarterbacks there. It's gonna be interesting if he's gonna hold on to both of them or try to move, move probably Rodgers if if Murray holds up the way he he's trending, just because Murray has more long term value. Um, he he had a few people underperform, and that's the that's why I was able to beat him um, with Rodgers scoring zero. Uh, Robinson scoring only six. That was that that Chiefs offense that really took a downturn this week after uh, Mahomes got that ankle injury. And really, that's it's kind of like that Tampa Bay receiving core where somebody's going to go off, but you don't know who it is. And this week, it was not Robinson. Um, yeah, just looking at, I mean, looking at his team up and down. I mean, his his you know. Really, his quarter wide receivers are going to hurt him bad. Yeah, uh, it's just going to. I mean, I think he's got some young guys that could possibly come back. Um, and also, you got um, AJ Green. Eventually, eventually, at this you know, in the next couple of weeks, probably comes back. He'll be an every week starter. Um, but I love his young running backs. I love um, Montgomery. I love Brita. I think that these guys are going to continue to produce. Now, granted, Brita's sharing the load, but that didn't seem to be a big deal. Um, so I think that I really think that he's got a good young core starting to kind of build up. And I do agree with you. I think that in Aaron Rodgers trade, uh, maybe to get himself some in draft positions or maybe even an AJ green trade to do the same. And another league I have, I traded AJ green for some, for for some picks. And, uh, and I'm really happy about that. So both are older guys and Rasta might be kind of on a uh, trend of, of starting to look to see what the future instead of the current. So, um, yeah, that might be something he could look at for sure. The other thing for well, him to look at moving forward is the tight end position with uh, Everett over the last two weeks has, has really started to produce with 15 last week and 20 this week on his bench. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be somebody that he can put up there and, and get going. Uh, he's currently the number one trending uh, player as far as trending up. So I think that he'll be able to start him and really rely on him a little bit. That will definitely help. All right, let's move right along to the uh, John Calvin versus John Hayden. I picked John Hayden to win this, but uh, John Calvin puts up another 200-plus performance. Um, I mean, it is, you know, it is tough to to win anything when guys against you are yeah. putting up over 200 points. Um, but when you got, uh, you know, Jameis had a pretty good game, Todd Gurley and Leonard Fournette. I love his set of running backs there. I think that they both can, you know, they both produce – he has great receivers that, once again, you know, they're giving him points but not giving him enough. You know, Hopkins, you want more than 15.8 points out of Hopkins. I think most people have him as the number one wide receiver in PPR uh, dynasty, and no doubt about it, he should be giving you more than that, and I believe he will. Um, it's just a matter of time. Juju, you know, I don't li- I'm getting to a point where I don't like that offense uh, from Pittsburgh at all. Um, however, in a dynasty league, you know that Ben Roethlisberger is coming back, and you know that at some point, he'll be able to kind of step up and move forward with him. So it's just a matter of time on that. <clears throat> you know, I talked to him a little bit today about making a trade of some kind. He said, you know, I really just want to ride this team. And I don't blame him. I think these guys are, you know, going to be good for a few years. And I think that he's really got a team that that is not, you know, not giving him the results that he wants currently at one and four. 
but definitely will be uh, he'll be okay for the future, I believe. So uh, it's just a matter of time before those guys start producing, and he's got some he's got some good pieces like a Coleman. Is, is back now, and so he has another piece that he's got that he'll be able to put in there. He gave him 15.7 uh, this week, but uh, he had a pretty dang good game. So, you know, I think that he's got a good team. I think he's going to be all right. So um, he did come a little bit, come up a little bit short to John Calvin. Yeah, but at this point, that's got to be expected. The biggest question in the league is, is anybody going to beat John Calvin this year? Um, and if they keep playing like this, they're not. Nobody's going to. Russell Wilson's the number one quarterback ahead of Mahomes right now after the last two weeks of downturn from Mahomes. He did it again this week with almost 38 points. Uh, Elliott underperformed a little bit, really, um, from what you expect out of him. And he, he hasn't been putting up huge numbers this year so far. Um, but if for them as a team to, to make a run, they're going to need to see more out of him. Um, McCaffrey is the, I believe he's the number one player overall. Yeah, he is. He's number one he is overall everything. Doing, putting, doing incredible things so far this year. He's had two games over 40 points, and then uh, over another two weeks he's averaging 30 uh, so other than week two, which is the week that Cam Newton uh, couldn't hit anybody with the ball, um, other than that, he has just been putting up massive numbers. Um, Amari Cooper really took advantage of the garbage time in this game, but for fantasy, that really doesn't matter. He He put up 40 points either way, even if all of it was after they were down 31 to three, so you got to be happy with, with what you're seeing if you're John Calvin. So, Yeah, I think Keenan Allen uh, had, you know, kind of a down week, but that'll change. But he also has, you know, guys on his bench that, you know, I tried – I went after uh, DJ Chark, and he didn't want any part of it, but he has him on his bench, and he's scoring, you know, 30-plus points. Right. So, Chark he's, is- got, he's got depth, and he's got depth for days, um, and he's got, you know, a lot of stuff. He's got – a lot of good things happen. It might take us a couple of years to kind of knock him off the pedestal. Mm-hmm. I, you happen. know, I told I told somebody the other day we just got to get in the playoff and then hope he has a bad week. And you know, there have been different weeks. He hasn't been the number one scoring team every week. You know, even this week he's not. So uh, you never know. You never know what will happen once you get into the playoffs. But I think for you know the next couple of years, it's going to be hard to keep him out of that. Yeah, he's got Shark on his bench as the number five PPR receiver. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty crazy. So. He's going to continue to do well, and uh, he did. Def- he definitely got the the win over John Hayden. So, let's move right along uh, to uh, the Poundtown Express versus Ebart, and uh, I'll you know I'll kind of go through. Uh, uh, let me look. Let me look. I'll go ahead and go through Bart's team. Lamar Jackson not really giving him uh, the points that he's been used to getting from Lamar. I don't think that's that going to be something that. Defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll be something that continues. I think he'll be fine. You know, no matter wh- what you think about Lamar Jackson, the key to his uh, success is his his running game. You know, um, just like Josh Allen is for me, um, there's a lot of points to be earned in the rushing game. So if you're rushing, you can do really well. And then Melvin Gordon's going to continue to put up. He's going to get better and better and better. Uh, and then, you know, I, I still like Henry. I think, you know, he's had a down week this week. But overall, he's had a pretty good season. Uh, he's currently number 10 in the PPR rank for this season. So I think, you know, for sure, I think he'll be fine. And then Josh Gordon, you know, 
Josh Gordon's a guy that has not been producing like we expect, but I don't, they're not going to stop feeding Gordon. No. So um, just keep, you know, I'd hold on to him and hope for the best. And then uh, Mike Williams is, is going to be, you know, getting healthier and healthier as you go. You, you saw a little bit more production out of him this week. That is not going to change. I believe he'll be fine. So OJ Howard still sucking it up for him, but I think OJ Howard will be eventually you think that he'd come out of this, uh, but he just never know. So, um, you know, the tight ends this uh, and this matchup did not do great. Zero to zero points for Greg Olson and two points for Howard. So uh, what do you think about uh, Pound Towns? Oh, yeah, and you also yeah. got to see uh, Bart started Fant as well. He started two tight ends and got a total of 3.6 out of, points out of them. <laughs> yeah, that is a brutal, brutal thing. Yeah, three tight ends in the game and 3.6 points. So this is not a t- great tight end matchup, but. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson is not going to get sacked five times every week. So that you're, you're, he's going to be putting up more than 13.4 for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let me see. Let me check my notes here real quick. Yeah, so he had Pound Town was really impressive this week was that he put up 136 points with two people that scored zero. That is impressive. Yeah. Um, with, yeah. Watkins got hurt early, right? Yep. And then uh, Olsen played the whole game and still didn't catch a ball. And it's just with that with that new quarterback in there, it's just you don't know where it's going to go. Uh, Olsen's a little older, and he hadn't probably hadn't worked with uh, with him as much so far. So hopefully that, that starts the change moving forward. But the good news was that he – was able to get over 30 points out of Thielen to make up for that. Uh, he was able to take advantage of that Giants defense a little bit, just like uh, Dalvin Cook was. Um, then you had Lindsey over here with 24 points, which is something we haven't seen much out of him. He had he's had one other solid game against well, that, was, that was against a good defense. Apparently, he just he likes playing he's he likes playing good defenses. Apparently, because yeah, uh, Green Bay he puts up twenty nine points and the Chargers he puts up twenty five. So he's uh, the number one or he, he's the number twelve running back for Lindsey. Wow, that is, yeah, that's surprising to me. Yeah, David Johnson he he was my stud pick of the week last week he had his best reality game of the year but he he didn't get into the end zone so he had a pretty good fantasy week but nothing nothing spectacular he's having some back he's having some back issues what i've been told so we'll see what comes of that yeah and dak prescott once again got that that garbage time uh 27 points you can when it comes to fantasy, never underestimate garbage time. That's how Drew B, Drew Brees put up so many points for so long. Oh. Well, in defenses, struggling is what helps. You know, if you have a bad defense, you've got to put up points to keep up. Yep. So, um, and right now the Cowboys' defense is struggling. So, no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, let's let's keep going. Uh, you know, we got some uh, uh, one of the biggest scoring uh, matchups of the season is Luda versus Bandy. Now, Bandy, man, you've got to feel bad for old Bandy. He put up the third most points um, 
in all the league, and he still took a loss because he went up against a guy that just had unbelievable numbers oh, yeah. out of it. Um, let me go ahead and just kind of cover Bandy's team really quick. You know, Matt Ryan had a huge game, all catch-up mode. You have uh, Sanu had a good game. And then you got Jacobs just blew up against that Chicago defense. Nobody expected that. No. Having 123 yards for two touchdowns. You've got to love Jacobs right now. Uh, being a rookie, putting up this kind of production, I mean, there's no doubt about it. That's a guy that uh, Bandy's going to have for a long time and really, really like. So um, I believe that, you know, if you have a, a, a Atlanta, you know, person on your team, you need, you need to start him and start them all year because that defense is so bad. They're always trying to catch up, just like we talked about with the Cowboys last week. So uh, no doubt about it, his team's going to be okay. Um, it, you know, he's, he needs some help out of, you know, some of his, his you know, his tight end and um, some other guys. Tyler Board gave, Board gave him 30 points. Um, so he had an all right week. He had, a, you know, numbers points-wise, he had a great week. He just took a loss because Luda comes in with the second highest scoring, uh, you know, to- point total of the season uh, with 244. And uh, what do you want to say about his team? Yeah, I mean, the most surprising thing about his team might not have been all the people that scored so much, but that Mahomes only scored 20. Um, he yeah, his floor, his floor is early. high. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's one of the highest floors we've ever seen in fantasy football. And he, he might have another down week a little bit this week with a, with that ankle injury, but he's going to be just fine. Uh, you got you just look down it, and he has just ridiculous performances across the board with Aaron Jones having a career game, four touchdowns on the ground. Um, Will Fuller, 217 yards and three touchdowns, put up 53 points. Godwin, he was the winner of that. Tampa Bay receiver roulette this week. Um, he he got all the the receptions that Mike Evans did not. Um, then solid games, pretty much across the board with with Ertz with sixteen, Michelle with twenty one. His kicker got sixteen, and his charge and the Chargers defense got fourteen. So when you're getting thirty points out of your kicker and your defense. Things are looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, up and down the board, you can just look at his team and say, man, they really produced this week. I don't see Fuller continuing any kind of effort like this. Not like that. Um, and I don't – Because nobody say, ever has. <laughs> right, and I'd say the same for Jones. I think it's – you know, right now, hey, enjoy it. They're scoring points. Yep. They're doing what you need them to do, and hopefully that will continue for them. Uh, so, good job on that uh, score. I think, you know, Luda is somebody we all have to watch out for because he's definitely making a run right now. And for our game of the week, we have Ballsy versus uh, Go Saints. And uh, Deshaun Watson came in and just went nuts. Uh, 51.74 points, best of the season, looking great. But then you've got the other side of it. Gallman gets hurt early, gets a 1.4. And you've got guys like Lockett. And, you know, a lot of these guys are underperforming. Then you got Dorsett that gets hurt right off the bat, his hamstring. He's out for the game and um, likely won't play because he has a Thursday night game this week. So, you know, that's just brutal for him right off the bat. Kittle had a great game. He's starting two tight ends as well. Yeah, Disley, you can't, you know, you got to love where he's at having Disley and Kittle right now. Yeah. Um, that might be an option for him to kind of move one of those guys. But uh, he's got a – his team's looking pretty solid. Uh, he just needs a little more production. And injuries really hurt him this week, you know, when you've got Dorsett, and Gallman both getting hurt, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to make up for two guys that are just 
not putting up, you know, hardly any points, if not any at all. Oh yeah, it's it's he's, he's got to hope somebody steps up because you cannot count on fifty-one out of Watson every week. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not likely. Over, well over half his points out of two players and Watson and Kittle. Uh, on the other side, we had uh, the Goon Squad, Go Saints. Uh, he he made a, a few moves, a couple moves uh, in the last couple of weeks that helped him out this week with Tom Brady, who he traded for, putting up thirty, and Ridley with twenty. But other than that, he's he had some some underperformances. Uh, Kamara hadn't been what you what you want out of him so far. I think he was rating out at the number one running back with a, in a lot of people's books um, at the beginning of the season, and he is not there right now. He's number six right now in PPR. Right, he's number six, which is solid, but out of out of him that you expect at least three or higher. Yeah, you want top three, no doubt. Yeah, and no 17 doubt. is that, – that is a bit of a disappointment. Mixon with 12, it's another one. He he wasn't rated as highly, but that's a first-round pick in most leagues. And he's he's really suffering 20. in that Cincinnati offense. Hopefully yeah, he's for him. 29th. He's 29th in scoring right now. Yeah, hopefully for him when A.J. Green gets back, it opens up the offense a little bit and he can move and he can start to put up more points. But with that offensive line, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, yeah, it's it's looking pretty brutal. Uh, and Kamara's the same way. Once Breeze gets back, I think we'll you know we'll see a lot out of him as well. Yeah. Here's here's something to scare you. Are you ready for this? Yeah, Ballsy ready. is three and two. He's wow. winning games, but here's the big one. He has two guys getting ready to come back: Tyree Kill and Saquon Barkley. Oh now, man, these are these are two top guys, top first round picks, if not second round picks. They're going to be inserted back into this lineup before long. You know, I, I know that, you know, Barkley is getting really close. And both of them, actually, it sounds like some, at least one of them, Hill could be back next week. Right, uh, right. So these two guys in the next couple of weeks are going to be back in his lineup. And that team's starting to look a little bit scary. So I'm not looking forward to uh, to having to face him. And, and it's going to be interesting to see what his team can do once those studs get back in there. Yeah, he's looking so. pretty pretty salty moving forward. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and get into our interview. Ethan is going to be uh, coming up just around the corner. We're really excited. This is a great week of fantasy football. The, uh, the, the Everything's starting to shape up. We're starting to see some people separate. You got a couple guys on top, and John Calvin and myself. Uh, but Luda is definitely closing in on me. He is now the number two in points, uh, scored just above me. And uh, no doubt about it, he's somebody I'm keeping my eye on. And Ballsy is right there as well. He's going to be sneaking up. Kane is looking good, and so is Poundtown Express. So we're those are the top six right now. Uh, we'll see what happens, and, and uh, looking forward to the next few weeks. So let's go ahead and get on over and talk to Ethan. Let's see what he's got going on. All right. All right. It is time to start the uh, owner segment. We're really excited to have Ethan here this week. Uh, Ethan, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, you've looked at your team so far. I know you're you're kind of struggling with the record. You're at one and four. What are your thoughts on your team so far this year? Well, I'm kind of in a phrase of, like, rebuilding. Uh, I really wanted to put a lot of faith into the youth. Uh, based on last year, uh, this is my first Dynasty League, so obviously I'm figuring things out and, you know, finding out that certain values don't translate to certain players in a regular league. But 
uh, I'm really liking some of my players, and then others have just been like really big disappointments. And I've had a couple of breakouts, which I've been really surprised about. Uh, but one of those highlights that I've been uh, really trying to struggle with is O.J. Howard. Uh, I have not been very impressed by his performances for sure, but yeah, OJ Howard is currently the thirty-first uh, tight end right now ranked. Uh, he was projected probably to be around between five and ten, so no question about it. You're kind of you know it's kind of not giving you what you thought you'd have. You know, kind of looking up and down your team, I'm seeing a lot of young talent, which I think is what you're looking for when you're not winning. Is you want to see guys that could develop into something. Melvin Gordon is now back. He's going to continue to improve his game because he's trying to showcase for his uh, next contract. So you'll see him, I think, improve as, as this year goes. I like Derrick Henry a lot. Um, and then you got, you know, Debo uh, Samuel. You got Noah Fant. You got some guys that are young and I think are going to just continue to do well. Uh, let's look at some of the trades that you've made this year. Um, let's start with you had a trade between me and you. I think both of your trades were with me. You had one during the draft, but uh, we won't really highlight that. But the first one you uh, traded Jordan Reed and Dalvin Cook and your first rounder for Melvin Gordon and O.J. Howard. What are your thoughts on that trade? Um, obviously, now, and what were your thoughts when you were kind of making the trade? Well, I mean, the thing that obviously stands out is, uh, you know, anybody that would be like, what, you traded away Dalvin Cook? You know, but in my shoes, I – was willing to make the trade mainly because in the past Dalvin Cook hasn't been the most reliable in terms of like injuries and like I had no idea he was going to turn out the way that he's that he has been he's been scoring 20 plus consistently and uh you know in the in the process it really felt as if like I could trade Dalvin Cook uh and I was already had my eye on Devin Singletary which is on my team and I knew that he was going to be a really big like prospect mainly because that backfield that they had with uh, TJ Yeldon and Frank Gore, that was an aging backfield and that was asking for injury. And I knew Devin Singletary was going to get reps uh, in that process. So I could hold out on Melvin and I know he's going to produce cause they're just going to, I mean, he's out of Los Angeles by the, or yeah, San Diego. It's Los Angeles. Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's out of Los Angeles by the end of the season and I knew I could just wait up on him and he'd be a massive boost for my team. Uh, and obviously OJ Howard at the time was projected five to 10. So the trade hasn't really panned out in the way that I've, you know, predicted it obviously. Uh, in fact, I think I got really unlucky with the Dalvin cook thing. Uh, but you know, we'll see how Melvin Gordon turns out. I'm, I'm excited for him to come back. And I think eventually OJ Howard will find his footing. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, you know, for both of us that trade, it, you you knew that you didn't really have a team that would compete for this year. So you're kind of thinking, well, Melvin Gordon, and I valued Melvin Gordon higher than Dalvin Cook at that point because it was before the season started. Uh, so it's kind of a, one of those things where, you know, O.J. Howard is better than jo- – Jordan Reed was just a throw-in piece, uh, and he ended up not panning out. Uh, he can barely get out of bed in the morning at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, so – <laughs> He got he got Mason Rudolph, um, but uh, you know so he's or not Mason Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph, what's his first name? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It is, um, Mason. It is Mason. Is it Mason? Woo! I made it. Uh, so you know he he got messed up, but then it's really probably the kicker right now is that first round pick uh, because it could be a top you know two or three pick at this point. 
um, maybe even a first pick. So it's going to be one of those things that we have to kind of wait and see. But obviously at the time of the trade, it didn't look as bad. But mm-hmm. O.J. Howard just really is hurting you on that. So, yeah. yeah but, you know, Jordan Reed has still almost scored as many points as O.J. Howard. He <laughs> <It, it, laughs> <it, it, laughs> really has. Like, yeah, that's that's the one thing, you know. And I was I was a little reluctant on that first round pick as well, uh, just because I didn't know where I was going to end up. Uh, I didn't think, you know, I didn't think my ta- team was going to pan out to be quite as, you know, needing a fixing <laughs> as it is now. Yeah, underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, the other trade you made was Mike Evans and uh, for. Mark Evans, and then you also did John Brown and two second-round picks for Josh Gordon, uh, Mike Williams, and a first-round pick. Um, I think this trade's a little bit more even for you, even looking at it today. What are your thoughts on it? Well, uh, honestly, I think you said what uh, my thought process was going on was all I – I mean, I had Mike Evans, and I knew I could get a lot for him at the time, uh, and I was – already in the process of like rebuilding and everything. And I really needed, uh, I really needed players that would consistently like score well in PPR. I knew Mike Williams and Josh Gordon would do, do that for me. Uh, now they haven't been up to standard, but they have been in certain weeks been very well for me. Uh, but I knew ultimately like I needed the players to go across the board to at least try to win me some games, uh, in the process. So I believe that – I think that that trade works out well for me, yeah. Yeah, I think the thing about it is, you know, I I didn't even want John Brown. <laughs> if you recall us having the negotiations, I was like, I mean, I guess I'll take him. Uh, you know, I didn't really want him. But then he ended up doing – I mean, he's been pretty dang good this year, which has been shocking mm-hmm. to me. He's currently the 19th-ranked wide receiver, uh, and that is surprising. He's had 25, 14, 9, 11, and 12. So, I mean, he's putting up points every single week, uh, which is kind of surprising. But um, Mike Evans for Josh Gordon and Mike Williams in a first round, you really want, you know, you approached me because you said you really kind of want to get back in that first round uh, for the draft. And uh, that was kind of a way we could do it. Um, Now, depending on where my pick is, that 2020 second round pick could be pretty close within a few picks of each other. Um, right. But we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. But Mike Evans is, is a hit or miss. He had one game where he had 40 points and he's had other games where he's like this week he had zero points. So, yeah, it's um, it's really it's really been like a Chris Godwin show in Tampa right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think Mike Williams is going to he's getting healthy and he's going to start producing. So I don't think it was a terrible trade for you. Um, and, and it's just a matter of time to see what kind of comes out. You, you still have, you're kind of not really 100 percent sure how that trade looks at this point. Can mm. do you have anything? Yeah, my first question is about your team name. Uh, it's a very clever <laughs> name. I like it, but it's not a player that's on your team. Yeah, honestly, you know, it was one of those uh, team names where I was like, even though I don't have the player, it's too good to pass. <laughs> it is a good name. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of uh, interesting. <laughs> Justin Tuck. I, I, I all I could see was Ebart nine eleven. What is nine eleven? It's his birthday. It's my birthday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was That's unfortunate. But yeah. Oh, yeah, it is unfortunate. <laughs> it's a truly unfortunate day uh, to be born. Uh, <laughs> my first thought is why are they celebrating 9 <laughs> 11? 
my gosh. Oh, man. Uh, this part better get cut. This part better get cut. <laughs> I ain't got that kind of skills to be cutting stuff like this. But, hey, I think, you know, for the most part, obviously your team is kind of in rebuild. And uh, are there, is there anything you're kind of looking for as far as if you are you wanting to trade? Are you not interested in trades right now? Are you just kind of going to ride the path? What are your thoughts? Um, more than anything, uh, now it's just kind of being patient with uh, how the rookies that I drafted this year pan out. Uh, I've really got talent at tight end. I, I truly believe that Noah Fant is going to end up being like top 10 within the next couple of years and everything, uh, as long as Denver can figure it out with him. And you know, yeah, they need not keep him blocking. Yeah, they need a new quarterback. Uh, you know, I think that he's a top ten talent for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Debo is the same way. Yeah, Debo Samuel, and then also I have Nikhil Harry on injury reserve That's uh, true. as well. So that was you know, your first pick, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was actually kind of a toss up between Debo and Nikhil Harry, but I ended up working out for both of them. Uh, I had back-to-back picks. I ended up, I think I traded with, I want to say, uh, Brandon for That's him true. to move up and I right. ended up taking a spot, but, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of riding the path right now. Uh, honestly, if the only thing that I would be interested in is moving up, uh, in first round, uh, so whatever that kind of looks like, uh, maybe accumulating more draft picks, uh, trying to see where I can improve, but other than that, you know. Well, you have to look at the age of your team. What guys are older? Uh, you know, you have Drew Brees. That yeah. might be a possible trade uh, if you could find somebody to take him. Because I think, you know, with, with Jackson, I think you're pretty healthy. Uh, right. I, I think, you know, other than obviously a bye week, I think that it'd be hard to take him out at this point. But you've mm-hmm. also got, you know, Mitchell Trubisky that can kind of come in for that bye week and, and f- you know, fill that need. So, you know, I I agree with you, but I hope not. <laughs> I hope Brees is back by the time I have to play yeah well that's yeah that's true i'm saying if, if you were looking to trade uh drew Brees might be an option for you yeah if if a one of those top four or five teams has a quarterback injury closer to the playoffs you might be able to get a first rounder out of them just because right. Brees m- might be that piece that that pushes somebody over the edge at the end so right that's true so, all right, man. Well, hey, it's good talking to you, man. Thanks for joining us. We're going to keep you um, keep you on and have, have you do the picks with us and also have you do studs and duds with us. Sound good? All right. Sounds awesome. I'm excited. All right. Go ahead and move right along to studs and duds. All right, guys. So it's time for studs and duds. Uh, last week, uh, once again, our studs did well. Our duds uh, did not. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you I did that. This week, we're going to try a little bit more and do a little bit better. Uh, I'm going to just go right into the studs. Um, Carlos Hyde is my stud this week. I like to kind of go a little down. I don't want to go too high. But Carlos Hyde's had kind of a, a rough year so far. He's been up and down. But last week, uh, you know, we finally saw him get some more carries. He had 21 rushes, and he did get a touchdown. Um, the Chiefs defense, which is who they're playing, well, it's the second-worst defense against the rush, giving up at about 133 yards a game so you know i think with that plus the fact that he's getting more carries we're gonna start seeing more out of him and he's projected to have only 10.3 so i think he'll definitely uh overcome that projection so carlos hyde is my stud kane yeah my stud is gonna be travis kelsey 
Uh, he's had a little bit of an off, off year so far. He he hasn't been p- performing poorly, but just not up to his standards. And um, with Mahomes' ankle injury going into this week, uh, he's not going to be able to sling it quite the way that he does normally. But I actually think that plays into uh, – Travis Kelsey's wheelhouse because you look at last week after Mahomes got hurt early and he had uh, 10 targets and over the course of the rest of the game and he only caught four of those but I think with him having to throw out of the pocket he's going to be able to find Kelsey a lot easier than he's going to be able to find those receivers that are more big play guys so yeah, I I agree with that. I think that game's going to be interesting. You never know with those two defenses. Yeah, it could be a shootout, so that'll help for the studs. Ethan, yeah, what you got, for man? Sure. Yeah, so my stud is a uh, Terry McLaurin or Terry McLaurin, excuse me. Uh, and he's coming off injury, so I I think that's the only thing that would keep him uh, from making my prediction correctly. Uh, but they're playing Miami, and any team that is playing Miami, I took that road. Uh, but also, he's been on an absolute tear uh, whenever he has been playing with a really shaky quarterback system, or system in uh, Washington. And I'm looking at a ton of his stats, and he has a touchdown against the Patriots, and that also looks really good. Uh, or excuse me, no, not a touchdown against the Patriots. Touchdown against Dallas, uh, touchdown against Philly, and a touchdown against Chicago. Uh, but he still ended up getting – uh, a lot of targets against the Patriots. Uh, obviously, those defenses went really difficult. Uh, but I think that he's just going to really excel against Miami. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that that game is going to be interesting because those two teams have been terrible all year. So, you just really don't right. know what you're going to get. Redskins are going to be on the third-string quarterback. and uh, <clears throat> So, you just don't know what you're going to get. So, it's going to be an interesting matchup. And uh, no doubt, uh, you know, McLaurin's been pretty dang good all, all year, uh, all season, except for the injuries. So, yeah, that would actually go either way. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's two teams that you only kind of start their players when they're playing somebody bad. And it could, <laughs> exactly. be, it could be a three to six game or it could be a shootout of bad teams. It's just no, no idea what's going on. It's going to be, it's actually going to be interesting mm-hmm. to watch who's that, who's, they're both fighting for that number one pick. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> uh, all right. So my dud for this week is Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's kind of had a, up and down, uh, you know, season more down than up. But I believe with going against the Ravens defense, which gives up the seventh fewest yards to running backs. And that would be a lot worse if it wasn't for that one game of Nick Chubb just going off on him. But, you know, right. I really believe that, um, you know, Joe Mixon's going to do pretty well. He's currently the 29th running back on the season, but he's projected to have 12.45 uh, points, so about, you know, 12.5 points. I don't think he'll reach that. I think he'll come under that. And the Bengals um, – the Bengals are going to be down pretty quick, so I have a feeling it's going to be more of a throw, throw, throw just to keep up because that's how the Bengals seem to be uh, every week. And, I, and the Ravens can score, so they're going to, have to be in catch-up mode. So I believe Joe Mixon is a dud this week. And so last week I picked my dud, and even though he scored negative two points, y'all said that it was a little bit too easy of a pick. So this week I'm going with somebody that's been a stud for the year, um, the number three PPR running back. Um, that's Dalvin Cook, I think, that – well, I don't think he's going to score negative points. Uh, I think that he's going to fall back down to earth and be in the, the RB2 range for, for this week. 
Um, and that's, that's mainly just because of that Eagles defense that's just ridiculous against the rush. They're, they're giving up less yardage than any other team, and it's not that close. Um, beyond that, the, the Vikings passing game is, looks like it's been starting to come together a little bit more over the last couple of weeks with Diggs and Thielen starting to gel. Um, and I think that if, they, if they're going to win this game against that Eagles D, they're going to have to rely on that pass more. And uh, so, yeah, I think that, uh, that uh, Dalvin is going to just, just come back down from that high he's been on just enough to, to make him my dud for this week. I feel like you just look at my team every week, Kane, and say, who can I pick? <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with this, but I'm starting to take it personally. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I, I actually wanted to look at John Calvin's team and pick somebody and hope that my, my, um, my streak continued. I wanted to go with Elliot, <laughs> and I, I, was, I was pretty confident in that one, too, because that Jets defense is actually pretty good against the run, and they're, they're getting their quarterback back. So, but – then I, I just looked at that Cook matchup, and I, I realized afterward, man, I'm picking his players every week, and uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do it to somebody else, but. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ethan, what you got for your dad, man? Well, you mentioned the Jets, and uh, this, this week's dad for me was kind of a toss-up. I wasn't really sure how I felt about it at first. Until I dug into it a little bit more, but I'm going with a Le'Veon Bell, actually. And the reason why I say that is uh, they're obviously playing Dallas, as Kay mentioned. Uh, and their pass defense hasn't been all too terrible. But the interesting thing about Le'Veon is most of his points have actually come from receiving. Uh, a lot of his targets, like I'm looking, uh, his yards per attempt and the yards that he gains on rushing are uh, significantly lower than the receiving that he has. Uh you know, his average yards per game against Buffalo was 3.53 yards, and then his receiving was uh, 5.33, and he received a lot of targets on that, uh, a lot more. And I just don't think that it's going to end up very well uh, against this Dallas pass defense. Uh, I think that they're going to figure that out very quickly. Uh, Le'Veon's obviously a very high, uh, high floor player. Uh, every week because he's going to get a ton of work. He's the definition of a workhorse uh, for that team. But I just don't think that's going to end up working out very well for him. It's a bold Our, pick a little bit with uh, Darnold coming back. Darnold is back, so yeah. we'll have to see what happens. Darnold back and he's going to run back against the team that gave up four rushing touchdowns. That's that's bold right there, Ethan. But yeah. I think yeah. you could be right. Though. Go big or go home yeah. is what I yeah. say. That's- <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> all right. So, all right, guys. Well, that's studs and duds uh, for this week. Hopefully, uh, our duds don't do quite as terrible as they have been. John Calvin not being here probably will help with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but my duds have uh, have not done that great either. So, we'll see what happens. All right. So, like, I guess now it's time for us to go on to our picks. All right. So, now it's time for the picks. So, let's just look at the picks from uh, what we've done in the past. You know, I, it looks like my record is 9-3. and three. You got John Calvin at 10-2 and two and Kane at 5-1 or five and one from last week. And uh, so we all did pretty well. Uh, I missed two and everybody else missed uh, one. So, you know, pretty close. Uh, but people are, people are catching up to me, that's for sure. So let's go ahead and look on to this, mat- this week's matchup. I have 
Um, the first matchup going to my team, Haters Gonna Hate versus uh, Ethan's team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and go right <laughs> into it. I'm not going to give too much analysis to this. I'm just going to say that I, I'm going to pick myself. Um, I do have some tougher matchups, but at the end of the day, you know, my guys have just seem to be producing a little bit more um, throughout the year. So I'm just going to go ahead and go with my team this week. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. with your team too. Um, and a little bit more analysis, like I said, like uh, Dalvin Cook, I'm, I'm not expecting 20 out of him, maybe in the, I think probably in the 10 to 12 range, but then Mayfield and Chubb, they've got to bounce back a little bit. And um, on the other side, I that that tight end position is is still it's tough to tough to look at really, um, <laughs> but I think that Lamar Jackson has a really big game against Cincinnati, but I also have to go with the historic production of your team, Matt. So. Yeah, uh, you know, realistically, uh, all around, you know, going in depth with the. Analysis, uh, your team has been producing in the past a lot more than mine has. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to some big games, hopefully from Lamar Jackson. And uh, I'm hoping Melvin Gordon gets really into it a whole lot more. Uh, but, you know, realistically, I would have to pick your team. But as the underdog, I'm going with my team. <laughs> you got it. You got to do it, man. No, I'm you going with my team. I, hey, I like so, Mark, Melvin Gordon. We don't know what he's going to do, but this yeah. will be a, a full week for him. So there's no doubt. Yeah. But he's going against mm-hmm. that Pittsburgh defense, which isn't, you know, isn't giving up a lot. So it'll be an interesting thing to see. We'll see for sure. Uh, John Calvin is picking my team as well. So just to get his picks in there. Um, all right. The next matchup is Ballsy Bears versus Rasta J. Um, go ahead. You know, Kane, go ahead and give us get us started with that one. Um, looking at it, Deshaun Watson, I'm expecting another big game out of him just because that Kansas City has a tendency to get into shootouts. Um, let's see, he's starting there. That's that's a little bold there. But hmm. in, in the PPR, he, he can get you um, – he could get six or seven receptions easily. So that's – if he's got bye week issues, that's a good plug-and-play there. Um, see, once again, starting two quality tight ends. Stay on the other side. Um, Murray, Atlanta, that's another shootout. Brita against a very porous Rams defense. Um, I think he's going to hit the ground running and keep doing it all day. And I'm not expecting much out of Robinson this week with that injury but oh and Deshaun Jackson's doubtful um overall I think I'm gonna have to go with Ballsy and honestly it comes down to the uh a couple to the tight end and the flex position um on Rasta's team um he's starting still starting Jason Witten there if he uh if he does switch out Everett there, I could see that that flipping my decision. But at this point, he's not in there. And then Deshaun Jackson is still dealing with that injury. So those two positions are going to force me to, to uh, lean towards Ballsy on that one. 
Yeah, for me, you know, looking at the two lineups, I mean, Kyler Murray is going against that Atlanta defense, which does not impress me much. Uh, then Burita had a good week last week. So you also have, you know, Witten is hit or miss. But, um, you know, he, he can always be good for a touchdown, especially against yeah. his New York Jets defense. Uh, so you just don't really know. The Patriots defense is going against the Giants, which the Patriots defense has been his scoring machine for this year. Um, I just really like, you know, I like everything I'm seeing from his team for this week. So it's going to be a tough, tough pick because I do like Deshaun Watson against Kansas City as well. But I'm going to have to go with Rasta J on this one. Yeah. I'm actually in agreement with you, Matt. I really like the uh, I really like the Kyler, Kyler Murray matchup, and I also really, really like the uh, Matt Burita uh, matchup. I yeah. think that that is actually going to go over. Uh, I almost picked him as my stud this week, uh, but I wasn't entirely too sure. I think that he's going to overperform. I think that there's a lot of, uh, and the reason why I'm basing this is I think that there's a lot of uh, reason for players to overperform on Ross's team versus. Uh, you know, reasons for Ballsy's team to have players that might underperform. Like uh, LeSean McCoy might, uh, uh, running back from Tampa might, uh, you know, there's there's potential there for that. So I'm going to have to go with Rasta, actually. I, here, I'll i be honest with you. The only the one thing that would change my opinion, and I'm going to say it right now, and it, it's kind of strange to say I, I will change my pick if – Tyreek Hill plays, which it sounds like he's going to. He's currently on his bench. But if Tyreek plays and he is plugged into one of those spots, it's going to be hard to go against that because I think Tyreek's going to go nuts when he gets back. So um, that'll be kind of tough. You know, I just don't know what's going to happen, if he's going to start him or not. Yeah, Tyreek is. That is a game changer for me. So I'm going to go with Rastajay. If Tyreek is on his roster, I will switch to Ballsy. Um. Let's go. Uh, John Calvin also has picked Ballsy. All right. So the next matchup is John Calvin. Nope, nope, nope. That's the, that's the matchup of the week. So we want to wait for the last. John <laughs> Hayden and Bandy is the next matchup. Um, Ethan, go ahead and get us started. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at this point, it, it's kind of – it's really hard uh, to really decide whenever it comes to John Hayden's team because – just looking at it, it's like, man, that looks like such a good team on paper. <laughs> and, you know, his record obviously hasn't ref- uh, reflected that. I think that he's gotten really unlucky. I do, I do like, uh, I do like DeAndre Hopkins against Kansas City a lot. I think that he's going to get a lot more uh, targets, and I think that game's going to end up being a shootout probably. Uh, I also do like Juju. I like his wide receivers in general. Uh, that they're going to try to involve Diggs a lot more in Minnesota. Uh, if he – I'm sure he'll end up switching out Eric Ebron for some tight end because Eric's on a bye, which will improve his chance. Uh, I do like uh, Bandy's team a, a lot as well uh, with Samuel uh, and then Delaney Walker. I think Delaney Walker is going to uh, have a big game. That is if he ends up playing. I know that he's been on a limited practice. Uh, Tyler Boyd looks great as usual. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with – I think this is where John Hayden's luck uh, turns around. I think I'm going to go with John Hayden. Yeah, I think it's close. Uh, Bandy has put up a lot of points this year, but, you know, with Jacobs being on bye this week, uh, that's – you know, that's been one of his big point scores. so he's going to be missing that uh, production. And honestly, you know, just looking at 
looking at John Hayden's roster, you're right. I think it's been really tough to kind of say how does he have this team and have this record. Uh, but I think, you know, it's just a matter of time before those guys start to produce. Um, I believe in, you know, Jameis, you know, going against Carolina. Uh, I think that he's going to be, you know, he, he had a rough time the first time. I think that that'll turn around. Uh, and it's just a matter of time for Gurley. It really kind of lights it up even more. And then you got Hopkins. Hopkins had a bad week last week. Typically, they like to follow those up by a really big week. So I think Hopkins will go nuts. I don't know what he's going to do at tight end. He's going to have to pick one up because he doesn't even have one on his bench. Um, he's got one on his bench, but he's also doubtful. So he's going to have to pick one up and kind of go from there. But I will. I'm going to pick uh, Jay Hay, and so is. Uh, let me make sure I'm right. Yep, John Calvin is also picking Jay Hay. Yeah, I think this one's going to be close. Um, and he does have Hunter Henry in on his IR, who could play this week. Um, but if not, he's going to have to do something about that. But what, what really does it for me, I do think it's going to be a close game. But I, I like his receiver matchups this week. I was talking to somebody at lunch today about Hopkins and um, actually a few people, and they were, they were pooping all over him, man. I was like, dude, Hopkins is still the best receiver in the NFL. Right. And it's this is going to be a bounce-back game for him against Kansas City. It's going to be a high-scoring game, mm-hmm. and they're, they're not going to be able to double-team him with Will Fuller going back up, at least not as consistently as they have been. I mean, he's been drawing some triple teams, but he's that good. Um, I think I don't think Juju's going to have a, just a massive game, but I do think that he is going to uh, perform a little bit better than he has the last few weeks with the backup quarterback. Uh, just because they've they've been saying the quarterbacks themselves have been saying how much they want to get Juju back into the game. Yeah. And then Diggs, like I said in my in the Dalvin Cook duds, uh, that that offense is going to have to pass it if they want to beat that Philadelphia defense. And I think Diggs, he he absorbs a lot of those points. So, well, I, I agree. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup, and uh, and we'll see what direction that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is Poundtown Express versus Rebel Law. Uh, I'll just I'll go first. John Calvin's pick is Rebel Law. Uh, this is going to be a close matchup. I mean, it's currently a projection of two point difference. Um, you know. I I mean, you look at Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones, you know, Galladay. Uh, I mean, it's just another one of those teams that I've just been surprised by their record. I don't think it indicates their team. I right. think it's just a matter of time before Rebel All steps right. up. Um, but, you know, Prescott is going to perform against the Jets, I believe. Uh, you know, you got Philip Lindsay. I mean, it's also – it really kind of comes down to another, you know, injury is David Johnson. I, I mean, if David Johnson – is hurt, which it sounds like he could be. That'll be a factor in this. Um, but if he's healthy, I think you know he'll he'll put up a lot of points against Atlanta because Atlanta loves to give up points. And Thielen is coming back. Oh man, it's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I will, I'm going to go with Poundtown Express, and uh, like I said, John Calvin is Rebel Law. Go ahead, Kane. Yeah, I'm going to go with my dad again this week, who's Rebel Law. Uh, I do think that this is going to be a close game, um, and I. Just looking at it, I think that there's going to be more people overperforming on Rebel Law's team that, and more people mm-hmm. underperforming uh, on Poundtown. Uh, I think Dak Prescott doesn't hit that 22 mark. Um, you know, he he had a, he ended up having a big week last week, but it was in that it was in garbage time that he did that. And tell you what, but that Jets defense is actually pretty good. 
Um, but they're still not going to be blowing people away on offense. So they're not going to have that garbage time opportunity like they did last week. Um, like you said, David Johnson, even if he plays, he's probably not going to be 100%, which hurts with that matchup. Um, Thielen, I do think he's going to have a good game. Um, Williams is he, – he, he's one of those who go either way because, like, that game is just – that Miami-Washington game, we just don't know what's going to happen. But on the other side, I like a lot of his matchups. Uh, you, you were talking about how if you have anybody on the, the Falcons team, start them because that defense is terrible. And, he, you know, he's over here starting Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones. And I think those he could get really big games out of both of them this week. Um, I like that Kyle Allen um, starting against or at Tampa Bay. Uh, that could be another shootout. Um, and then Le'Veon Bell, you know, they've got Dallas in as a green matchup, but that's really just because of uh, because of last week with the four touchdowns. But I, I do – he could – that was a game that could go either way, but he, he's getting Galladay back off of bye, and that, that helps his team out a lot. And then um, the, the Larry Fitzgerald is going to be in that high-scoring game as well, so – yeah. <laughs> All right. Ethan? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I buy into how close this game's going to be. Uh, I really do not like Dak Prescott against the Jets defense. Uh, I, I agree with Kane. I think that Jets defense is a whole lot better than uh, people are giving it credit. Uh, I'm also not a big fan of Philip Lindsay uh, versus Tennessee. Uh, and then David Johnson is, you know, not going to be 100%. Uh, but – if that changes, that could be a game changer as well because Atlanta hasn't uh, – Atlanta just isn't the same as they used to be. Uh, I do like Adam Fillion. Uh, there, there's definitely quality there to where I could be wrong. Uh, hopefully Chris Carson doesn't fumble the ball. You know, <laughs> But uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Rebel Wall just mainly because uh, I think Kenny Galladay is going to have a massive game. I think uh, he'll be a lot better. Uh, they're going to throw the ball against Atlanta. So Fitzgerald, uh, despite, you know, despite Le'Veon Bell, uh, I think is going to underperform this week. Uh, I, I think that Kyle Allen's going to make up for it. And so is the Devontae Freeman and all the rest of his starters. So I'm going to go with Rebel Wall. All right. So let's move on to the Ghost Saints versus Kane matchup. Um, I'm looking at, I mean, right off the bat, you got – Tom Brady going against the New York Giants. Uh, then you've got Kamara going against Jacksonville. Uh, I just, I mean, I, I've already told you, I think Mixon will be a dud. You got, you know, Kane's got Wentz going against a, you know, pretty good Minnesota defense. And he's got Miles Sanders doing the same. So, I mean, honestly, you know, DJ Moore has a good matchup. But for the most part, I really like the matchups that Go Saints have um, this week. And I think just for matchup reasons, I'm going to have to go with Go Saints. And John Calvin agrees with me on this. Yeah, I'm going to go with my heart on this one and, and pick myself. Um, but really, I think that this game is going to be pretty close. And uh, I think it actually comes down to the trade that we made last week with uh, uh, Miles Sanders and uh, Calvin Ridley. Um it's unfortunately um, this the matchups for the two of them 
this week. Uh, I, I've got Sanders against Minnesota, and he gets Ridley against Arizona. And while I feel good about that trade for the year, I'm not feeling great about it for this week. Um, that Minnesota defense has not given up many rush rushing yards, but I think Sanders could be active enough uh, in the passing game because he, he likes to take those short passes and uh, take them long. So I think that that could help me out this week. Um, uh, for reality, I don't like saying this, but I like Eckler against Pittsburgh's D, not because of his rushing <laughs> ability, but because I know that that one of the the weaknesses that we have had historically is uh, short passes to running backs, and that is exactly what Eckler is there for. So, I think that that he could rack up a lot of a lot of receptions, especially with how well that Pittsburgh pass or pass rush defense has been the last few weeks. I really like my DJ Moore matchup. Um, and I think Odell Beckham has a pretty good bounce back week this week. And like I said, I think Kelsey's going to have a huge week. So hopefully that is enough. Oh, no, Kenyon Drake. This might be the only week of the season I start him, but I'm, I'm hoping for something good out of him this week. So. All right, Ethan. Yeah, uh, I think that this game is going to be a lot closer than uh, people project it to be, or sleeper projected to be, to be exact. But uh, uh, you're right, Kane. I really like Eckler against Pittsburgh. Uh, I think that you know, while it could it could go either way, depending on how much they include Melvin Gordon, but if they do continuously throw that uh, ball to Eckler. I think that he'll get you a ton of points. Uh, it is unfortunate with the Miles Sanders and the Calvin Ridley trade uh, that you just so happen to have really bad matchups. Uh, yes. Yeah, but I also really like DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is going to have a, a better week than projected. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with uh, I'm going to have to go with Go Saints on this one. Unfortunately, sorry, Kane, but uh, this is where I, I just beat y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, I just really like the projections of Mark Andrews is going to be coming back from, you know, limited practice and everything. And I think that he's got something to prove. Uh, Tarek McLaurin is my stud of the week. Uh, and then also Kamara and Brady are just, they're going to do their thing against two teams who are favorable matchups for them. So, yeah, I think that's a good choice. That's three, three against one, Kane. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Playing the contrary, All right, so that's the how ma- you win daily fantasy. That's right. <laughs> that's true. All right. Matchup of the week is John Calvin, JCJ7 versus Luda. These are the top two scoring teams in the league right now. Uh, so this is, should be a shootout. I think that's what we're all hoping for. Um, so we have um, Russell Wilson going against Cleveland, which I think will be a, a lot of points that he can score. Russell Wilson finds a way to score, but so does Patrick yeah. Mahomes. So just looking at these two going back and forth, uh, Aaron Jones had a huge week last week. I don't see that continuing. I, I just I know that that he had a great week. I just something inside me says it's not gonna it's not gonna stay. Uh, mm-hmm. Now Will Fuller against Kansas City is a possibility because of the fact they're gonna have to score a lot of points to keep in the matchup um then you've also you know on the other side you got christian mccaffrey 
Cooper. I mean, I it, uh, some of these guys are just matchup proof. And I think McCaffrey is one of those guys. Now, saying that, Tampa Bay did shut McCaffrey down the first time. Um, but at the end of the day, I would say our number one scoring team in the league is not going to stop scoring points. And he will continue to be the number one scoring team. I picked JCJ7 to win. And so does John Calvin. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is This one's a lot tougher for me because, like, this could be either one team has, you know, an enormous amount of points uh, or, you know, it could be really close. Uh, but I'm going to have to go – I think I'm going to have to go with John Calvin for this one just because, uh, you know, Russell Wilson against Cleveland. <laughs> that that enough is uh, a factor of – I think that might be one of Russell Wilson's, like, 40-point games. Uh, but I also really like Christian McCaffrey against Tampa Bay because he'll have something to prove there uh coming off a massive week uh amaya cooper fantastic uh you know even despite in a loss he's been fantastic all year uh and then you know it was it's just really hard to go against you know julian edelman and austin uh hooper and cooper cup they've all been you know massive for him uh and i i just i think that they're gonna outperform his other side despite Mahomes being in the lineup as well Russell Wilson is the number one scoring quarterback on the year. Patrick Mahomes is number two. Yeah. So it is going to be a matchup. Go ahead, Kane. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be as close as the projection saying, really. And that's not necessarily saying anything bad about Luda's team. I think that he's got a really solid team. But I do think that, that John Calvin is going to have some people overperform with Russell Wilson and McCaffrey. You know, McCaffrey did. That was his worst week of the game of the year, um, week two against Tampa Bay. But that was not really on him. That was on Cam Newton and his vegan diet. Um, <laughs> if he ever starts eating meat, then he might be able to play again. But yeah, um, you know, in that game, he, he he couldn't hit anybody on the sideline. Like it was terrible, and that's what really hurt him was that. Uh, Cam couldn't get him the ball in the flat, and so they were just able to to um, to zone in right on McCaffrey, and that's not they're not going to be able to do that again this this week. He's, I think he's mm-hmm. going to hit that twenty five mark. Uh, I think Cooper, he's going to be about right there. Keenan Allen, I don't think that he hits his mark um, because that Pittsburgh defense is actually it's not been given up much much in the passing game since we got Minka. But on the other side, what what really um, – the reason I think it's not going to be as close is that I don't think a lot of his players hit their projections. With Mahomes, uh, with, with that ankle issue, we saw what he looked like in the second half of that game. And, I mean, he was still better than an average – like most quarterbacks in the league, but he wasn't Patrick Mahomes when he couldn't run out, outside the pocket. Aaron Jones, uh, his, another one he – his projection has, has skyrocketed after the four-touchdown game, but I don't see anything like that happening again. Um, Will Fuller, same thing. Um, I think he's going to be drawing more attention from that Kansas City defense. Godwin, it's it's Mike Evans' turn. Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry against a, a good defense. And really just, I think that projection is – 
is high because of last week's, but I don't think he quite hits it. I still think he scores uh, about 135 points on the week. That's a projection. Uh, you can write that down. But I don't think he hits the 150 mark again. So, All right. Well, if I'm looking let – me, let me point something out. I think that, Ethan, you need to make a trade for the kicker on Luda's team yes. because it just makes sense. <laughs> I don't know what it would take. You know, it just – it seems like a perfect fit. And, Kane, I think you should do the same with John Calvin's kicker <laughs> because right. it just makes sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait. John Calvin's kicker is not butthole. all right guys well hey thank you so much for joining me guys i really appreciate it this is an awesome uh breakdown it's it's good uh being able to kind of look at different people's teams and and good at being able to kind of just look at the next week's matchups so we will go from here and we will look forward to another awesome week of fantasy football thank you everybody for listening thank you very much ethan and kane for stepping in this week calvin we look forward to having you back next week all right guys have a wonderful week good luck on everybody's team good luck guys